Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. Happy Tuesday. How are y'all doing? Fine. <laughs> oh good. my god. It's, it's in the morning, so that's about as exciting as it's I thought, be. But you're usually so energetic in the morning. Hey, Petey's yeah. about to hit the road. But before we continue on, I know we're going to talk hockey and all because that's what we do here. If people tuned in to last Friday and, and we do our Friday binge or weekend binge, I finished Severance on Saturday. <laughs> I'm still numb. I, I don't know. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I scared? <laughs> like, I don't know. PD so, literally texted me, I need season two now. <laughs> I know. Like, it, you, you should be able to roll into it. Like, what, what the F happens now? Anyway, it's a satisfying ending for people that watch. It's not one of those that you go, what the F on the ending. It's satisfying, but it, but you, you want, want more. more. And I do. It does make you feel something. I don't know if I feel empty inside right now, but or if that's just <laughs> empty is a Tuesday. feeling, I guess. <laughs> or if that's just a normal Tuesday. I'm not sure. Anyway, I just had one. I wanted to throw that in that you guys took took me down that road and I I'm still reeling. Well, speaking of going down roads, we're going to go down one today. There's a it's, rabbit hole for sure. It's Trade Talk Tuesday. Um, the second edition of Trade Talk Tuesday last week, we did Timu Solani and uncovered a lot of things going down that rabbit hole that we didn't think we would. So today we're going to uh, analyze another notable Coyotes trade in history, and that is the trade of Danny Briere to the Buffalo Sabres on March 10th, 2003. The Coyotes traded Danny Briere in a 2004 third-round pick to the Sabres for Chris Gratton in a 2004 fourth-round pick. There's a lot to dive into here, but let's just start with you. Like, what was the, the mood when the trade happened? I don't know. Like, I didn't live in Arizona yet when this all went down. So what what were the circumstances for this trade? I think this has to go to Craig because Craig was physically on site and talking to one of the parties involved. So I think he he has the best insight for the actual physical trade. Well, I mean, the, the Coyotes were competing for a playoff spot. Buffalo was not at the time. And um, GM Mike Barnett felt that the Coyotes needed to get bigger up the middle. Um, 
Danny Barrera had uh, sort of taken a step back that season. And the previous season, he had really, I, I thought, had a breakout season, but he was struggling a little bit. And uh, I think Barnett felt the, you know, the, the best trade him now. He wanted to get bigger up the middle anyway, but I'm not sure if they thought that Briere had plateaued at that time. So they moved him for a guy who had 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 some decent seasons really early in his career. Chris Gratton had a couple of 60 plus point seasons, but I mean, he's more of a guy who's going to give you, you know, high forties in points, but give you that size, give you that, give you that play down low. Some of the things that they were looking for. So that was the reasoning behind the trade. Um, we can get into the wisdom of, of that reasoning a little bit later. Yeah. PD. No, I, I just, it, it's hard. And it's Craig talked about, we've talked about the era of the player. And, and I think that that's really important in this trade. And we talk about, you know, the rules of the game changed probably a year or two late um, for Danny Breer to be successful with the Arizona Coyotes. And the thought back then, it was just still, was, this is a tougher grinding, stick grabbing, hooking, clutching league. And, and you're looking at a player in Chris Gratton that's six foot three, over 200 pounds, and Danny Breer is listed at 5'10. I mean, they are different players playing different roles. But one of the things that I go back to with the Chris Gratton and, and acquiring him, he's a much older player. When I say much older, it was two years, but he, he had more experience in the league. He'd been around longer. He was drafted third overall in, in 93. Danny was in 96, and he went into the league right away. Gratton played right away, played a full season that first year in Tampa. Um, one of the things that general managers can get attracted to and attached to is somebody's draft status in the past. And I know that doesn't that might. You know, you played in the league. You've now you've got a league resume, but but there are people and coaches and managers that look at it. Yeah, but he was picked third overall. Like he's picked third. He's got to be. He's gonna be. Maybe it's just the wrong coach. Maybe it's just the wrong situation. The wrong city. The wrong. He's third overall. And I think there gets to be a love affair of of a guy's draft status that might propel him into that first or second trade that you still think, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be something more than he is. And I think Chris Gratton that definitely gets associated with. And you look at the GM at the time was was Mike Barnett. And if you go back and look at some of the trades that he he went through during the Mark Barnett era, he acquired a lot of guys that played in the first round or, or were picked in the first round. Whether they were performing or not in the National Hockey League, at one point the Coyotes had more first-round draft picks than any team in the league. Still not a playoff team, but had more players that were drafted in the first round. And I don't know if this was was part of that trade. If there was part of, hey, he's such a high draft pick, maybe. And I'm going to throw out one more, if I may. This is really conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat on this. Where's Chris Gratton from? Hometown. Brantford, Ontario. Who else is from Brantford, Ontario? Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. They played on a lot of the same minor league teams when they were growing up together. And if people know Mike Barnett, there is a very, very, very close link between Mike Barnett and Wayne Gretzky. And maybe, just maybe, might even have been some conscious. Chris Gratton was from Brantford, Ontario, hometown of Wayne Gretzky. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the deal. I never talked to Mike about it, but somewhere deep in his mind, it might have been, hey, he's from Brantford. And that might have been enough to push this trade over. Here's what I would say about the, you know, the era in which they were playing at the time of the trade. 
it was more physical. There was a lot of clutching and grabbing allowed. This was right before the 2004-5 lockout, uh, which canceled an entire season. So if you want to use that argument to say we got to get bigger up the middle, sure. But if you if you go back to that time, there was a lot of discussion among GMs, and I was, was still in journalism back then, of course. Go ahead, Leah. This is where you say, oh, yeah, I, I don't remember any of this yet because I was barely born. <laughs> yes, I was in elementary school, so. <laughs> I heard yeah. Not sure. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a lot of discussion about needing to open up the game. There was a sense from a lot of people at the time that what happened after the lockout was an eventuality. It was coming. They were going to change the rules to open it up for smaller players. They wanted to promote more offense. So, I, I mean, Mike Barnett made a lot of mistakes as GM, and one of them may have been not reading the tea leaves, not understanding where the game was going because right after the lockout, lo and behold, they did change the rules. And, wow, look at what happened to Danny Briere after the lockout. Yeah, yeah so I mean, production oh, insane after comparables. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So with the Coyotes, Breer in 258 games played, had 70 goals, 76 assists, 146 points. With the Sabres, he played 225 games, 92 goals, 138 assists, 230 points. But his career totals, his 17-year career, and this encompasses his time with the Coyotes, with Philadelphia, with Montreal, with Colorado – Buffalo, 715 games played, 237 goals, 313 assists, 550 points. So he went on to have a prolific NHL career. And if producer Sean was on this show, he would say that Danny Briere is his favorite Buffalo Sabre, one of his favorite Buffalo Sabres of all time. Um, so it's really a bummer because when you think of Danny Briere is a well-known name, he's still a well-known name today. Um you know, he could have been part of that Coyotes core, but gone too soon. Uh, yeah, and I, more more to the point on his stats, if you look at what he did right after he left the Coyotes, like I know he, you know, he played a, a partial season with Buffalo, but coming out of the lockout, I mean, he just blossomed. In 2006-7, he had 95 points. 95 points. Wow. That would be a record for Coyotes. No, no players ever topped the 90-point mark <laughs> in Coyotes history. He had 72 points in 79 games the following season. He had some good seasons in Philadelphia. But you know where Danny Breer really made a name for himself? In the playoffs. He was damn near a point-per-game player in the playoffs. He would have been if it hadn't been for those last couple of seasons when he was an older player, not producing quite as much as he had earlier in his career. But he almost averaged a point-per-game in the playoffs, which is just – it's an astounding stat. Only – like 38 guys in NHL history have averaged a point per game in the playoffs over the you know the insane history of the NHL. That many players. That's how good Danny Barrera was in the postseason. He just blew up once he left Arizona. Chris Gratton, on the other hand, <laughs> want to take a look at his stats? Oh, he played yeah. games for the Coyotes that one season. He had one assist. That's it. The following season, he had 11 goals, 29 points, and then he was traded. They traded him to come. You look at the you talk about the playoffs, Craig, and in the playoffs, Danny Prier, after the trade, after the trade from the Coyotes to the Buffalo Sabres, it played in 118 playoff games. After the trade from Buffalo to Arizona, Chris Gratton played in eleven. No goals, no assists, no points for the Colorado Avalanche, all in one season. 
um, the, the year he got traded actually was at the trade deadline. He played 11 games. He never played in the playoffs again. And you just talked about how, how much and how important Danny Breer was during the playoffs. Again, this is one of the things you look at when you look at this trade. Chris Gratton played in 11 playoff games after that trade. Danny Breer, 118, valuable player on all of the teams he played for after that point with the Coyotes. I I, I think that speaks volumes. And you talk about getting Chris Gratton, and, and Craig brought it up. So you bring him in at the trade deadline in 2003, and at the trade deadline in 2004, he's gone. It was less than a year that Chris Gratton is here. Was it on the calendar? Yeah, it actually was. It was two days short of a year that Chris Gratton was actually a Coyote. And in that time, he scored 11 goals. And you go after, again, we talk about after that trade, never his career high in goals after that, he got 17. 17 goals in a season. Did Danny Greer get 17 goals in a season after he left? (laughs) Yeah. He was in the 30s. So he was in the 30s one, two, three times after the trade, the 20s another three times on top of that. <laughs> this, when you look at statistics, and you have to when you when you go back and look at a trade, one for one, and, and discount the draft picks because we'll mention who they were later because it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, the draft picks for either team, irrelevant. It's a one-for-one one trade. That's what this was. It's a one-for-one one trade, and it isn't even fucking close <laughs> between these two players. Not even close. What the Sabres do in the next two years out of the lockout? They went to the conference finals back to back years. Coyotes? Yeah. Coyotes didn't. Oh, that's painful. It's so painful. But, and and I remember when Chris Gratton was here, like, Chris Gratton's a nice guy. He's a good person. I think he had fun playing in Arizona. He likes the golf. The weather was great. What's that? Good in the room. Good good in the room. He, He liked it here because. Yeah. Which, where were where was there more pressure from the media in Buffalo or in Phoenix? Yep. Well, Buffalo. You got you got There's Craig no Morgan. Just Craig Morgan asking. Yeah, Jerry Brown and Bobby Jerry Brown. Brown. Yeah, Those the, the governor Jerry Brown. It, so it was a, it was a good, comfortable, easy place for him to play, and it, there wasn't the pressure. And Danny Breer felt the pressure there. He, he went from a market where he put pressure internally on himself here in Arizona because it was part of the Arizona Coyote family and he belonged here, and he put pressure on himself there. But when you get to Buffalo, there's a different pressure. There, there is expectations are much, much different there from the media than they are here. And that's just reality. So I think for Chris Gratton, I hate to say it, but that was the beginning of the end of his career. Like he started to, I mean, he's still playing games, but like I said, he, his career, his um, output high in goals after that was 17. I mean, this isn't a guy living up to the number three overall pick status. So again, when it's one for one, this one's not close, but there are more people involved. There's. Let's get into the trade tree. It's so fun. I got down such a rabbit hole yesterday. It was so exciting. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's just stick with Chris Gratton because he was here for a year, like you said, but he was traded to the Colorado Avalanche for some players that a lot of Coyotes fans may be familiar with. Keith Ballard and Derek Morris came over in the trade for Chris Gratton. Chris Gratton went to the Avalanche along with... O.C. Vanninen, can't say I've ever heard of him. Yeah, yep. you know, uh, Jerry, you remember Jerry Brown used to call him, Petey? You remember, oh. you remember Beaker from the Muppets? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. O.C. had cool. such a, he had such a happy Vanninen. attitude he when he came really to work guy. every day. Really <laughs> he was a very happy guy. O.C. Yeah. Vanninen was, I don't know if he had a bad day. He could, he could get lit up for four goals against as a defenseman. Oh, that was a very fun game. <laughs> <laughs> He was a great, great human being. Oh he was always gosh. smile on his face. Um, 
and I liked him as a coyote. I liked Ossie Vannon. I think that was a win. I like Ossie Vannon. Well, the other thing the Coyotes sent over to Colorado was a 2005 second round pick, which turned into <sighs> Paul Statsny. Oops. Heard of him? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one. That's one path down the trade. But tree. who did they get? Who did the Coyotes get in return? Keith Ballard and Derek Morris. Okay, now let's talk about Derek Morris, who who came and went during his the, the time. So from that trade, he comes and goes. Right. Because he left it to go play for the New York Rangers where they get Kal- Dimitri Kalinin, Nigel Dawes, and Peter Pruka. And that was the Boston That was the Boston um, trade deadline where the Coyotes were like, they needed to get a U-Haul to take all the players out of Boston that day because it was a road game. I think, how many players were that? That was a lot. Five or six guys yeah, yeah. left that day. But then they get him back a couple of years later and he ends up being a big part yeah. of the 2012 playoff run. And and he was a guy that played with um, Keith Yandel. They were paired together, and they were an important piece, both offensively and defensively, for that entire playoff run. Um, that doesn't happen with Chris Gratton in the lineup. That happens with Derek Morris in the lineup. Now, what does Danny Briere do in the playoffs? We've already talked about that. Or Paul Stasty. Yeah, or Paul Stasty. <laughs> but, but Derek Morris, it, on that part of the trade alone, was yeah. a win and Keith Ballard is a player and I maybe I'm partial to Keith Ballard because he's from Minnesota and I'm a Minnesota guy. I truly believed Keith Ballard was going to be the next captain of the Arizona Coyotes. And that is not a joke. That's I really believed that he was going to be the he was he was a coyote. Like he lived and breathed it. He was great. And we've said it before already in the show. He was great in the room, competed so hard. Like he was a real, real competitive guy. I thought he was on his way up and there was talk because he was so good at that time when he was playing for Arizona that he is going to be a great defenseman in this league. There were rumors and I cannot prove this, but I was talked about inside the rooms at Arizona. There was talk of a centerman in the Anaheim duck franchise who was in the minors. He was one of their top players in the minors and, and Ballard is playing every day in the NHL as a defenseman and there was a conversation trading for this centerman in Anaheim for this defenseman in Arizona one for one and the coach's room in the coyotes are like you can't do that the guy's in the minors that player Ryan gets oh whoops yep. every day every Getzlaff day for I Ballard one for one no I can't do that look at Ballard he's gonna be our next captain he's playing every day gets up to the minors whoops and again I'm not saying this was an actual ever. This might have just been an offhanded discussion over coffee at nine in the morning on an off day. I'm not saying this. There were two GMs sitting writing up paperwork. I don't want to take it that far. I'm just saying there are a lot of trades talked about every single day on this guy for that guy. And this may have been one of those discussions. I don't recall how serious the discussion was, but those two names were tossed in together. And everybody's like, no, you can't do that deal. Ooh. And I might have been one of the ones saying, "Can't do that deal," and that's why. I'm one step further on the Chris Gratton trade tree, Leah. Absolutely, sure, I love it. Let's keep going. June 13, two thousand seven, Tampa Bay Lightning acquire Chris Gratton from the Florida Panthers in exchange for a conditional pick, second round pick in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. That pick gets exercised in two thousand eight for Jacob Markstrom, the goaler. Oh. Yes, the goaler oh who just God just competed. In the conference semifinals, wise don't trade Chris Gratton because you're going to lose the trade. You're going <laughs> every trade, Chris. Holy shit. And now, if you need to force them, 
He hits a mean ball down the fairway straight in the park. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe he got a taste of the golf Scottsdale living and said, you know, my peak in the NHL was behind me. Just time yeah, for he played in Florida ball. and Tampa after that. Yeah, not and a then bad he gets, run for him. He ends up in Columbus, plays six games. He goes, you know what? I can't golf here. Done. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. Can you bet on okay. golf, Leah? You can. Good one. Look oh. at that. You can bet on golf. You can bet on hockey. You can bet on basketball. Um, you can just bet on so much. Game one of the Western Conference Final starts tonight. So if you want to bet on that, you can as well. There's so much you can bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is our partner. We recommend you use DraftKings. It's so beyond easy to use. Even PD can do it. Sorry, PD. <laughs> okay. I can wear it. You're better with technology than we all give you credit for, but fair. you know. So this week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. You can also do same-game parlays, and all customers, not just new customers, can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if If they do, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. So if you don't mind if I continue down the rabbit hole. Are we on the Chris Gratton rabbit hole or are we getting to the other rabbit hole? Oh, there's more. Okay. There is one more Chris Gratton rabbit hole. (sighs) So... We talked about Keith Ballard. Keith Ballard gets acquired, and Keith Ballard gets traded for. Do you know what Keith Ballard got traded for? I'm trying to remember. The Florida Panthers, Ole Jokinen. So Keith Ballard goes to Florida, who who we just talked about. I thought he would be the captain of the team and loved him. So he comes with Derek Morris. And the, in the Chris Gratton trade, and then that turns into Ole Jokinen, who is another six foot three center. So we got another six foot three center, center. I said center, <laughs> who who plays for another ten years, but he only plays for fifty seven games in Arizona before being traded off to Calgary. And he reached twenty goals one more time in his career in Arizona in fifty seven games. He got twenty one goals. And Ole Jokinen, who again is another another guy he was picked third overall in the 97 draft another first round pick another big center another guy that didn't pan out in the desert in the role he was acquired for and another big centerman that's gone in less than a year Hmm. i feel like everyone stopped at arizona at some point like it just that's gotta be a show it's just that team that everyone stops by and you know what this reminds me of like you know, and this is, I don't know how this reference is going to come across, but like when your friends, like they, that someone like dates them, breaks up with them. And then the next person is the person they marry. Oh, it's wow. like, you're always the, the you're one that, that you're, you're dated before and the, the person brings up with you and then gets married right. next. Always. That's the coyotes. But it, it is. It's the reverse. They get Oscar married. Yeah. Of, uh, coyotes. You know, the great names that have been here obviously weren't here in their prime, but we should build a roster. Absolutely. Great players who weren't great when they were in Arizona. We could probably even include, you know, one former coach. 
who is the greatest player of all time, put him on the ice. And but yeah, but to not? Leah's point, these aren't like they they dated and they get the married to the person after. This is like they got married, they got happy, unbelievable family, get divorced, and then this is where they go next. This is this their, is rebound. Like their rebound. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to the Coyotes for the rebound. Wasn't quite as successful. Didn't work out quite the way they had pictured. They, they thought they had something great here in a distant jump. And the list is absolutely astonishing. When I talk to hockey people that aren't from Arizona or no Arizona, and the list of Peter Nedved, Michael, or you talk about um, Tony Amante, Robert right Lang, like Curtis Joseph, they were all coyotes. I mean, no, they, yeah, they were. Even um, Van, uh, not Vanden, uh, Ole Jokin and Chris Gratner names the people. No, they didn't play. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. You the contracts. That they acquired. Oh my god! Oh my god! Pronger, Pronger. This could be one hell of a roster. I mean, they—they they Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame rosters. Wayne Gretzky and Pavel Datsuk would be your top two centers. I think you might win some cups. Oh, we're doing this as a Friday. Yeah, that's got to be a show. Hundred percent, we are. That's hilarious. Um, well, let's get down the other trade tree, unless there's more on the Chris no, we're good. front. Okay, so also part of this trade, and there is something to the draft picks because. There were draft picks thrown into the trades. Um, and the draft pick that Buffalo acquired turned into Andre Sakara, who had a 16-year NHL career, seven years in Buffalo, ended up playing 842 NHL games, had 253 points in that time. He's a good defenseman. Good defenseman, right? Yep. So the Arizona Coyotes in that trade had acquired the 2004 fourth-round pick. That pick was then traded to Edmonton for – Jason Chimera and a 2004 third round pick that turned into Billy Ryan, who never played a game in the NHL. Neither did oh, Jason Chimera didn't play a game in Arizona because the lockout hit and then he was gone. Yep. Jason Chimera, who was part of the trade to the Coyotes, like P Craig just said, never played a game for the Coyotes and was subsequently dealt to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Jeff Sanderson, who played one season with the Arizona Coyotes. So that one was a fun one to follow the the little yeah. crumbs down. And the Coyotes also used that 2004 third round pick in a trade to get the 50th overall pick in 2004, which Petey remembers, which turned into Enver Leeson. Enver Leeson. Enver had some speed. There's a speedy little Russian kid. Didn't he end up going to the Rangers in a trade? Yes. Enver? And, and you talk about, it's funny when you talk about Jason Chimera. Because, I mean, I remember Jason Chimera. He was here. Like, it was the lockout. But they were here in <laughs> overused term of the day. Great in the room. Unbelievably <laughs> funny guy. He he was a he's a player I really liked because he was all in. When he was on the ice, Jason Chimera was a hardworking, uh, dig him out in the corners kind of player. I liked Jason Chimera. And when you guys both said he didn't play a game here, I'm like, yeah, of course he did. Like, because he was here. Like, I knew him. And I just looked at his hockey DB, and he never played a game nope. here. Like, how does that happen? Like, yeah. and, and and there goes like, okay, why did you get him in the first place? You didn't yes. on the ice. The lockout changed your thinking. How did it change your thinking? Because again, he never played a game for you. So how is your evaluation of him different? But it's the, that it, might be a trade I, we look into I, because I really like Mike, Mike Barnett as a person, and I still talk to him quite often. But his style as a GM <laughs> felt so haphazard. Just felt so haphazard. I don't feel like they ever had a coherent plan when he was the GM here. Well, look look at the players in that trade. Well, this could be a trade that maybe we look into is the Jason Chamir trade because it was a three for two. 
it was Jason Chimera, Kale Hulse, who was an everyday defenseman. He's a maybe he's a five six, but he's an everyday defenseman in the NHL. And Mike Rupp, Mike Rupp wins a cup. He's an up and down, strong, heavy, big, big winger that can cause havoc in front of the net along the walls. Like Mike Rupp's a, is a kind of player you need to win. He is. He's an up and down winger. We talk about Chimera, what his his contribution is to an everyday. I know he's a lower bottom six guy, but he's a max effort guy. And in return for that three for two with Columbus, you get Jeff Sanderson, who is an undersized forward, skill guy. Oh, yeah, he probably produced more offense than than the the players they had going out there. And Tim Jackman, and Tim Jackman, I. I mean, how do you describe Tim Jackman? He's a tough guy. He leads, he might get your team some penalty minutes. He's not going to put the puck in the net. And for the Coyotes, he was zeros in his eight games. He played in a total was, of eight games here. I, I thought he was great in Helsing. <laughs> but but oh, <laughs> Leah's face. the greatest the greatest I got showman. No, I got nothing. This is the greatest showman. I, I have literally it, I nothing. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> but but again, you look at his career with the Coyotes. He played eight games, zero 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 twenty one penalty minutes. I mean, that was that was Tim Jackman. And you you look at Jeff Sanderson. Again, we talked about an undersized forward that can can produce some offense. Look at his numbers as a Coyote. Yeah, he played one season, got twenty five goals. That's very except. But then he's outdoor again, and he's gone he played here for a season undersized and then he was gone and then he was gone and just in a in a free agent deal he signed somewhere else and that was it lost him for free so i want to leave go ahead sorry no i just it's it's just again how you all of these players made stops here and and somehow matthew lombardi's in this tree if you go down the other side with chris grant matthew lombardi has a stop here prust has a stop here all because of this trade um none of them stayed none of them stuck none of them turned into an asset that you go oh my god yeah that's Dan, that's Danny Briere worthy. Not one of them. In Not any... one is Danny Briere worthy. The only two notable people for me are Keith Ballard and Derek Morris. But not on the same level of as and Derek oh, Morris came back. And Derek a Morris contributed trade. more than than any other person on yeah. the trade tree, without a doubt. And he he wasn't. But he wasn't. People... But his contribution was a different time. Hundred percent. Yeah, so. it was the second time back. It wasn't even that time. It was the second time back, and he was a part of that 2012 team, and I think it was an integral part. Yeah. But but again, yeah. that was a different trade branch. Than the so the last Breyer thing branch. I want to leave you with with Danny Briere. You mentioned that I was there. I happened to be on that road trip when Danny was traded and he talked, I've written this story a few times, but he talked about, you know, he, he had a sense that something might be going down because he only had like 10 minutes of ice time in the game. Um, even though he played a ton in overtime, he, he said he got to the coach's office because Rick bonus came to him and said, coach wants to talk to you in his office. He's exhausted. He still has equipment on walks into Bobby Francis's office and Bobby Francis says, Danny, we just made a trade. Danny says, I remember asking where he said, Buffalo, and then he said, I remember my mind going in 10,000 different directions. He can't remember anything that happened after that. Well, they pulled him off the bus to talk to me because I found out about the trade. And literally, tears are streaming down Danny Breer's eyes. This, I mean, this is, this is a moment that I'll remember forever. Um, we can talk about ranking the worst trades in Coyotes history. I'm not sure. We, we talked about Tay Mussolini either. That might be right up there. But this one made so much impact on me because – I'm talking to a guy who's literally crying in front of me because his dream had been to stay with the Coyotes. He really thought he had taken a step, even though he took a step back this season. And suddenly you're off to another team. Basically, a team has told you 
they don't want you anymore. He said it was a weird situation. The Coyotes were very classy. They flew me back to Phoenix after the game. But Lindy Ruff gave him a, gave him a call right away and said they'd have a flight for him out of Phoenix the next morning at 7 a.m. So he gets home at like 2 a.m. And at 5 a.m. he's back up, goes to the airport, flies to Buffalo. And this one stuck with me because I always wondered about the Coyotes' belief in Danny Briere. Um, I asked him why he think things took off for him. And one of the things he said is Lindy Ruff just came to me right away and said, just play. We're not going to worry about you making mistakes. We're not going to worry about all that stuff. I want to see you play your game. And Danny said, slowly the confidence came back. And then from that point on, I never looked back. Wow. Wow. Well, one of the things we do here at the end of these trade talks, we, we have to go around and say who won the trade. <laughs> So, Haven't we already? Yeah, the I think we said that the in the first five minutes. Buffalo Sabres or the Arizona Coyotes, who won the Chris Gratton daniel Briere trade? Not even close. You're going to have to go with Buffalo on this one. Yeah. I'm going to make it uh, a hat trick and that the Buffalo Sabres win this trade talk Tuesday. I want to say one more thing about Danny Briere is that Austin Matthews, who grew up, in Arizona. Mm. And there's that famous picture of Austin Matthews with Danny Breer and Austin Matthews wearing a Coyotes Kachina jersey. And when he talks about being a hockey fan in Arizona, almost always he mentions Danny Breer and the impact that he had on him wanting to get into hockey. So to me, like just that, that off ice impact too, I mean, that can't be measured. And it's a bummer because maybe if he had stayed would there be more Austin Matthews? Because for the Coyotes, for you know, there's never a player, it feels like, who's here for a long enough stretch of time for you know young kids to to get attached to or look up or grow up with. So other that, than Shane Doan. Yeah, other than Shane Doan, exactly. So that that's just an interesting tidbit too. But so thank goodness Breer was here when he was because look what it turned into. For it's funny Shane Doan actually it, it I think it mildly bugs him that Austin Matthews' favorite player on the Coyotes <laughs> was, was not Shane Doan, it was Danny Breer. There's a lot of stories I've written about how much Shane Doan impacted uh, Austin Matthews. But if you talk to Doan, I'll say no, that that's that's not true. Actually, Danny Breer was his favorite player, and he always reminds Austin Matthews of that when he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny um well craig and Petey actually talked to danny briere um a couple weeks ago and that video will be coming out soon so keep your eyes out for that on phnx underscore coyotes on twitter and there's going to be a lot more video content coming behind the paywall Craig has his article coming up the next in the scouting series or that one's already out not out yet the next oh my gosh you know what it is plandowski and jankowski like the names (laughs) why they're so from they're so similar (laughs) it's so confusing ryan jankowski will be out uh tomorrow on wednesday so perfect he's the associate director of amateur scouting and has a really good backstory so yeah that that one's up and we'll continue with this with the uh series yep so become a member at gophnx.com today sign up for an annual membership, get a shirt when you do. If you want to try month to month, get your first month just 50 cents. You can get access to the members only Discord, and members also get weekly deals on merchandise from the PHNX locker. So check that out as well. It's an exciting week coming up. 
On Thursday, the Tempe City Council is meeting and they will discuss the Arizona Coyotes arena proposal. Mm. So (laughs) Craig will be right there at the doorsteps. No, (laughs) he will not be. I I swear to God, they sat there and they've got your um, Palm Pilot connected to the Tempe City Council. Uh, Is what? Yep. Leah doesn't even know what a Palm Pilot is. <laughs> do you know what a Palm Pilot is, Craig? Yeah, I do. Palm Pilot was a smartphone before there were smartphones to keep your schedule in. It was just basically a schedule keeper. So Craig's Palm Pilot, it dated me a little bit of my age. But as soon as Tempe saw, oh, Craig's going on vacation, let's schedule a meeting. I think that's what happened. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what happened. But have no fear because we will have coverage. We will have someone out at the Tempe City Council meeting and we will be, and hopefully Craig from his remote location, but we will be on standby for an emergency live show immediately after we have an idea of what happens in that meeting. So time to be determined, but keep tabs on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. So you can see when we're going live after that. It's a big, big week mm-hmm. in Arizona Coyotes history. So lots of stuff ahead. Anything else before we head out? Oh, tomorrow, our guest tomorrow on the live show um, at 11 a.m., JP Major will be joining us. And how will Coyotes fans know him? Former strength and conditioning coach for the Coyotes. We're at the scouting combine, of course, is going on right now in Buffalo. So JP's going to break it down for us, basically tell us everything there is to know about. Just take us inside that experience because it's it's become a big deal. I think everybody knows about the NFL scouting combine and, hell, it's a made-for-TV event now. Well, the NHL scouting combine is is, is growing more and more important by the year, and uh, JP has been to six of them. So he wow. will be break it down for us. When and I know JP with John Paul, he's an interesting guy. First of all, as his job would imply, he is incredibly fit, which bothered the hell out of everybody else that worked there because he's. You really never want to talk to the guy, right? No, you never no. want to talk to the guy because you're just like, oh. Okay. No, I know he's fit and he's handsome and he's got tattoos and. But the thing about JP is we're traveling with the team. Right. And we all travel. We travel a lot and we're all tired and we all got our bags. JP brought a goddamn guitar everywhere. Travel <laughs> with a guitar. Travel with a guitar. You know, we're, we're on buses and planes where the space is at a maximum here or a minimum. I don't want you to ever say it. There's not a lot of space. He's carrying a goddamn guitar <laughs> up and down the aisles of the bus. I kept him sane on the road. And he, by the way, he is an outstanding guitar player, collects guitars and to this day and so we definitely make sure you talk about the his love of guitars and guitar music he'd go on the road it's my last story because I, I might not be there for the jp interview so i want to get my jp stories and we would travel somewhere and if we had multiple days he would go to the guitar center of that city and you know at a guitar center you can sit and play at the store and he'd grab a guitar like we're all hey we're going out to dinner we're going to the sports bar we're going to go watch another game no i'm going to go to guitar center and I'm just going to sit and play guitar. And then you get on the next day onto the plane. Like, you knew, yeah, I played the Fender GI 51. Like, well, huh? <laughs> okay. HK. Like, I don't know what that means. Like we are all supposed to know his guitar. Language. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's going to be a super time. And if you want to hear anything about strength, conditioning, nutrition, fitness, um, guitar playing, he's your guy. So that's going to be a great interview. Looking forward to it. 
Yeah. It's basically, if you want to feel badly about yourself, and, and you're, yes, you're, he's one of those guys. <laughs> Do we have to hide all the junk food in the office? Yeah, he went. Oh, buddy. Yeah, those are. Yeah, that is the not fruit roll-ups aren't going to cut it. Highly frowned upon. I should ask him. Tell him that I told him to go through the snack drawer. Tell him that when he hide the nutter butters, Craig. Because <laughs> he, he was definitely the fun police when it came to food and and nutrition. Very Roberts esque. We'll, yes. uh, we'll order lunch in for that show. I'll, I'll get JP a big chimichanga. For his- Tell him I wanted to order pizza. See how that goes. Because JP and I had several discussions, and some of them heated over pizza. And that is also oh a very gosh. true story. There might have been some FUs going over pizza. Oh and I gosh. feel bad. I, it was my fault. And I, I do apologize right now to JP, because I'm sure you're tuned in and listening. I do apologize. <laughs> I was wrong. You were right. I was just oh, being a Lord. dick. all right well that's another edition of trade talk tuesday we'll be doing that every tuesday at the off season if there's trades you want us to talk about tweet at us at phnx underscore coyotes message us in the discord follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes we're very close to me having to eat fake maple syrup um but (laughs) lots of great stuff on the phnx coyotes twitter Please like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts as well. And we'll see everyone live tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Until then, have a great rest of your day, everyone. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Thank you